Welcome to Smartest Energy Talks, the power market podcast for next generation energy company. Hello and welcome to the Smartest Energy Talks podcast. My name is Sweta Das, Marketing Executive here at Smartest Energy. I'm joined by Mark Cox, Strategic Account Manager, James Clark, Business Development Manager, and Alex Wormsley, Senior Pricing Analyst. Last week, we went live on our very popular non-commodity costs and generator revenue streams webinars. So we thought we'd take this opportunity to recap some of the key points that we covered. One of the key points we covered on both webinars is obviously the wholesale market. Mark, can you talk us through some of the key points we covered? Yeah, sure. Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, so I mean, this this webinar really is about the non-commodity cost forecast, but you know, we can't ignore what's happening in the wholesale market because it's been so extreme. It's really sort of filtering through to quite a number of different non-commodity costs. So. On the webinar, we showed the forward seasonal contracts back to the start of last year. And in particular, you know, what stood out was the winter 21 and, you know, trundling along around £50 a megawatt hour. Then as we got into the summer, we start to see it lift. And then in the last sort of month or two in August, September, you know, it's almost like a vertical line. It just uh, absolutely soars upwards. I think it closed out close to 250 pound a megawatt hour so just just quite incredible really and then we go on and look at the next two seasons summer 22 winter 22 pretty much doing the the same thing and you know they remain you know those contracts remain extremely volatile even today so so that was the four contracts and we then actually looked at the prop market so we looked at the N to EX, and again, just to show the the volatility uh, on on the prompt, and you know the um, you know really sort of you know bouncing around, and I think we showed that it was about four times higher on average from around uh, the last part of last year, from September onwards. So you know massive gains on the prompt, but uh, still a feeling that we probably got away with the worst of it on the prompt because the winter was you know fortunately reasonably mild so yeah just 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 quite incredible really Un- unprecedented times on the market thanks mark and how are we seeing this affect our inc customers well just i think everyone's feeling feeling it just just huge costs coming through now onto onto business uh, bills uh, you know the wholesale and obviously the non-commodity elements going up as well i think businesses that were less forward hedged of obviously carrying a much bigger exposure to these prices but you know i think they've been so sudden and so extreme i don't think there's anyone that's been you know immune really from from what's happening out there in the market and yeah i think we should say it's it's been a tough time for suppliers as well uh on the webinar we you know we covered that uh i think about 30 have gone out of business since august last year um and you know we've we've done everything we can to you know keep keep uh, you know the trade desk uh, open for our customers to access some you know pretty illiquid markets to try and you know help help them sort of trade their way through this. So I know that's been uh, well well appreciated. Um, I, I, otherwise, you know we have seen a lot more companies coming 
to us to uh, extend supply contracts early. So I guess they're trying to uh, you know, de-risk any uncertainty sort of further out in future years and uh, looking to sort of put sort of hedging strategies, you know, in place a little bit further out. And those that are, are lucky enough with some flexibility in their demand are definitely looking at the tribe management this winter. And we've got one more winter left of that to try and avoid some some costs. So, yeah, that's that's the sort of thing that we're seeing, really. Just just difficult times for for everyone at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, but it's it's quite a different story for generators, isn't it, James? Yes, that's right. So um, obviously, where you know supply customers are feeling, um, you know, the prices going up, generators are actually benefiting from uh, wholesale market prices increases. So if you look back a little bit um, during the start of COVID, um, you know, pushing onto the first year. Power prices were were, were very low, um, and generators had to take quite a low price uh, at that point. And now seeing seeing highs of uh, you know in the hundreds and then two hundreds. Um, so January base load closed at uh, two hundred ten pound per megawatt hour, which is just prices that are just you know un unrecognizable. Um, generators that are on more flexible contracts have certainly been utilized in the volatility in the market. Thanks, James. And and Mark mentioned it briefly, but um, we covered off um, system and day ahead prices on the generator side. Can you give listeners a recap? Yeah, of course. So, um, I, I mean, the summer, uh, uh, so this September, December 21, uh, NTVX and system prices again were were unrecognizable uh, as, as mentioned against the prices where they were last year. Um, there was a huge amounts of, of volatility of uh, the system due to demand being harder to forecast, uh, increased resilience from uh, renewable sources. So the great levels of uncertainty with system prices uh, had a knock-on effect to the NTVX day ahead prices. And several occasions, we saw the system sell prices excel to uh, levels of £4,000 uh, per megawatt hour. Um, the N2X day head prices surged on an average of four times their value against the same point last year. And the greater uncertainty in the market means that there's more regular differences between the N2X and the system sell prices. Thanks, James. And then we also covered um, low carbon subsidies. Um, Mark and Alex, you covered renewable obligation. So for our listeners, Mark, can you just give a recap of what RO is? Yeah, of course. Yeah, the RO, renewables obligation. So, yeah, this was the very original subsidy scheme for renewable power. It was introduced, uh, I think it was back in 2002. And you know, it has been, I suppose, a real driving force behind the real surge in you know renewable power in the UK over the last 20 years. Now, as technology costs have, have, have fallen, I think the scheme was considered to be getting you know very, very expensive. So it's been closed now to new entrants and replaced by the, the newer, the CFD. And but obviously, these these RO contracts, you know, they sort of uh, are in are in place for sort of fifteen year timeframes, and so there's still you know significant costs under the RO. And we, in the webinar, we uh, extended our forecast of the RO out to uh, 24, 25, where we see it 
up around 30 pounds a megawatt hour. So um, Alex is probably a better place than me to kind of talk about the the, the model. And uh, I'll, Alex, I'll pass over to you with regards yeah, to the so, RO. Yeah, so the, our revised forecast uh, for RO were, were much higher than our previous webinar back in, in uh, autumn time. And that was primarily driven by uh, much higher inflation expectations. Um, for a recap, the scheme is indexed linked to RPI of the previous calendar year. Um, so obviously, we've seen recently in the, the energy, you know, the uh, cost of living crisis coming on, and we expect RPI to hit seven percent in 2022, um, before easing to around five percent in 2023. Uh, this has a compounding effect on the RO, uh, which results in much larger increases along the curve. So that's why yeah, we've seen um, RO hitting 30 pounds per hour that far out now. Thank you both. And on the generator side, we, we covered rocks. Um, James, what did we see here? Yes, yeah, so uh, what we saw is the, the buyout value uh, is gradually increasing in line with inflation and a high essential and low case uh, mirroring this with a high low spread increasing into the further compliance periods. Um, so what we expect is CP20 buyout uh, to have a turnout of 50 to 85 per rock with RPI throughout 22 exceeding 7% before falling in 23, closer to 5%. So we expect, we also expect recycle values to remain elevated across CP20 and 21. CP20 particularly due to the low wind output year to date. So wind rocks as a proportion of all rocks issued uh, is typically around 65% in a normal wind year. However, this year we saw it closer to 60%. So consumption demand has strongly rebounded closer to pre-COVID levels, and we're cautiously optimistic this will continue into CP21. However, high energy prices could lead to material demand erosion. Thanks, James. And we also covered CFD in both webinars. We've There's an upcoming allocation round. So Alex, can you talk us through that? Yeah, thanks, Otis. So yeah, the upcoming allocation round four is currently in its preliminary stages uh, we expect the results of that to be you know in early summer uh, time the structure of the auction is different to previous iterations with technologies being allocated into one of three pots so low carbon technologies can be in one of these three pots and so the pot structures are as follows so pot one is for the more established technologies this includes onshore wind solar energy from waste uh, hydro landfill gas and sewage gas uh, pot two is for the newer technologies novel technologies so advanced conversion technology anaerobic di digestion dedicated biomass of chp floating offshore wind geothermal uh, remote island wind tidal and wave and then Pot three is dedicated just for offshore wind. Um, uh, this auction has been launched as the government's most ambitious allocation round to date, uh, which has an annual funding of around £285 million per year, and that's split across the three pots. If you go into more detail on that, so notably, um, onshore wind and solar has been able to bid in for the first time since 2016. However, they have been given a capacity limit of 3.5 gig in pot one each and so, and then looking at the newer technologies in pot two uh, there's also been some minimum budget set 
for floating offshore wind and tidal stream. So this guarantees that we'll have a wider mix on the safety scheme into the future. Uh, and theoretically, there could be 12 gig of new capacity being awarded through this allocation round. Um, Thanks, Alex. And Mark, how is the CFD costs um, in affecting the typical energy bill? Yeah, it's a, good, it's a good question. It's an interesting one, CFD, because historically we've uh, seen the scheme costs uh, really going up because there's been these top-up payments, so the generators have a, a guaranteed strike price, and when the market's below, then they get paid the top-up, and that's where the cost comes through. But you know, with the increase in the wholesale market, we've seen that model flip. So in you know, with the market rates at the moment, then we'll be expecting these generators to be in paying back into the scheme so what that has meant is that actually our forecasts for the scheme costs are considerably down uh, for the current year that we're in that runs through to april and for for next year as well we have uh, you know really lowered our expectation of the scheme cost just because that you know wholesale market you know breaching uh, these these strike prices but you know we still see cfd costs going up in in future years as, as alex says you know there's more and more you know projects to which are gonna be uh, commissioned and uh, at some point uh, hopefully we should start to see the market uh, normalizing again and so you know when you factor that in we expect uh, costs to go up probably adding around 12 pounds a megawatt hour to the average bill in the next in the next few years Thanks, Mark. Okay, well, thank you all for talking us through some of those updates. We usually like to leave our listeners with three key takeaways at the end of our podcasts. So I think it's only fitting that I give you the opportunity to, to take one each. So, Alex, would you like to start? Thank you, Sweaters. Uh, leading on from the allocation round four, um, we expect the CFD rates and their volatility to dramatically increase uh, from 2024-25 onwards. Uh, as the lion's share of new capacity, we do expect to be sourced from intermittent wind te uh, technologies. And so obviously, uh, depending on you know the weather, it's going to have a huge impact on the scheme costs. Thanks, and, and I'll come to you, James. Yes, thank you. So uh, key key takeaway from, uh, for, from my point of view is uh, it's, it's an exciting time in the market for generators. Uh, you know, price prices are high. Um, I think the, the, the key message I was saying is the flexibility is, is a key point in allowing yourself to maximize uh, your revenue within, within the PPA market, allowing you to take advantage of that current volatility. Is, is the way I see maximizing revenue. Perfect. And finally, Mark. Yeah, on, on, on the other side, so for consumers of power, for, for, for big businesses, you know, just uh, you know, big costs coming through due to this extremely sort of volatile wholesale market. But, you know, and I think it took everyone by, by surprise, you know, the, the speed and the scale of the increase. But, you know, also... You know, don't overlook the the non-commodity because you know we are seeing a lot of you know volatility in the non-commodity costs and a lot of increases, which obviously we we detail all of those in the webinar. So I think the key take home really is just to try and stay informed, and uh, you know hopefully we're doing our bit in these webinars uh, in in that respect, just so people can businesses can see what's what's coming 
and um, you know prepare prepare for it as best they possibly can. Thanks, and and that wraps up um, the podcast for today. So. Thank you all for listening today and um, we'll let you all know when registrations open for our next webinars and we'll be back next month with a new podcast. So see you next time.